Stocks are higher. Bulls are looking for day two. Dollars getting blasted and rates are down too. Let's bring in Kevin Gordon, Senior Investment Research Manager at Charles Schwab. Kevin, is the day here finally for bulls to make a stand? Uh, it could be. Um, I mean, I don't. I don't really think if it's based on yesterday, uh, I wouldn't take any you know major signals from that. I think the market mm. just keeps to move the gold. You know, keeps moving the goalposts a little bit uh, based on what's considered a pivot or what's considered a step down for the Fed. Um, you know, regardless of if it's 75 or 50 in December, I think we pretty much know based on what Powell said yesterday, it's leaning towards 50. That's still pretty restrictive. Um, and you know, nothing he said was was that new. So maybe it was just an excuse for the market because people were anticipating more hawkish language um, and are taking advantage of it. You got a bit of a seasonal mix. You have the fact that you know, from a breadth perspective, this rally's looked a little bit stronger, um, but it's also in the context of a Fed that's still tightening, of a yield curve that's still deeply inverted. So, you know, I'd be careful of watching some of those signals, you know, before declaring victory for, for another bull market. Yield curve is just astonishing. It's um, eye-popping. The way I've been framing it is that if you have any respect for the bond market, then you must be concerned about the economy. Uh, are we just looking through that, or has this... Um, indicator lost some of its touch too early to tell i mean the 10-year 9 uh 90 day rate i mean we're at negative 65 right now i don't know if it's lost its touch i mean you you tend to get these arguments against the inversion sometimes um or pretty early on i mean i remember in 2019 when we saw the inversion and everybody sort of brushed it off uh, clearly nobody could have predicted the pandemic itself and what that would have brought to the economy or the market uh, but you know we were already softening in terms of economic data so there was already some some of a storm that was brewing there even if that recession was going to be mild excluding the pandemic so there, there's always you know discussion about how reliable it is until the recession happens and then everybody says that it was a reliable indicator um, you know we're, we're very much in the camp that it's signaling you know maybe too much over tightening from the Fed, some sort of policy mistake down the road. Maybe it's already been made. Maybe they've already tightened too much. And, you know, some of the hesitation out of Powell and some of the other, you know, Fed members, um, whether it's Lael Brainerd, probably those two uh, that have sort of noted some of the risks to over tightening recently, um, I think you're starting to see that reflected. So I, I wouldn't discount the nature of it as a forward looking mechanism that tells us that policy probably gets too restrictive at some point. Do you think that's what Powell had on his mind? Do you think he's uh, worried that maybe uh, he's breaking things too quickly? Or uh, does he just need time for the lag effect to show up? Uh, does he uh, look at, uh, at the inflation data and feel he's accomplished some of his goals? Walk me through kind of why you think maybe uh, they decided to make this change. I, I think it's a little bit of everything. I mean, there's a difference too from between over tightening from here and then the over tightening that's already maybe already been done. Uh, because, you know, we're probably just starting to feel the effects of the early, you know, the, the beginning of the rate hiking campaign that started earlier this year. I don't think we've started to feel the effects at all of any of the 75 basis points hikes. And so if they're thinking about not, not overdoing it from here, we've still had, you know, 400 basis points nearly of cumulative tightening at, at this point. And the terminal rate, as you know, as far as the market's expecting, um, still not really below 5%. So if we get to that and they want to keep it at that level, then then that you have to you know wait even longer for the effects to start to actually roll in. Uh, and so I think he's right to point that out. But you know they've gone so fast, and you're starting to see pretty significant deterioration and recessionary behavior in some segments of the economy, whether it's goods oriented or definitely housing. So the fear now is how much of that rolls into other areas, whether it's corporate earnings and then ultimately the labor market. 
And, you know, the labor market is that tough part for the Fed because they want to see more weakness. He's been you know, pretty adamant and all the members have been adamant about getting unemployment up a little bit, but not to a recessionary level. Um, you know, we're not so sure, and we put this in our outlook um, a couple of days ago, we're not so sure how easy that's going to be to do just because once unemployment gets out of the bag, it's just really hard to rein it in and not have some sort of significant recessionary spike in the unemployment rate. And you're already starting to see it happen in certain sectors. And, you know, some of the jobs data this morning out of Challenger, over a 400 percent year-over-year increase in job cut announcements, that's just one metric. But very, very significant when you look at a sector like tech and how much weakness there is there. Uh, and now with continuing jobless claims moving up at a pretty, you know, I would say uneasy rate, that's just signaling that it's harder for people to find new jobs. So I think you're starting to see more of the cracks under the surface. Um, you know, the question is, is it just too late by the time that the Fed's done with their hiking campaign to alleviate some of the unemployment metrics that are moving up? What would the signs be that uh, maybe the economy is going to be able to withstand this, that uh, maybe recession is not uh, in the cards, or I guess uh, depending on it, it kind of depends on how you define it, but what would be the most positive indications? Uh, because we're getting a big stock move here that seemingly uh, would loosen financial conditions. Uh, technically speaking, I mean, we're close to doing something we haven't done throughout this whole bull market, and that's make a higher high. We've already done it for the Dow. S&P is about to do it this morning. Yeah, I mean, you've loosened financial conditions back to where they were in September. So the unwind there has been significant. And I, I will say noteworthy that Powell didn't push back explicitly on that move yesterday. What he says in December yeah. after a jobs report and another CPI report is a different thing. So I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't put so much weight on what he said yesterday um, and take it as gospel. But I do think, you know, labor is, ba is basically the key. Um, if you start to see mass layoffs and, you know, net monthly payrolls go negative, uh, which we probably don't expect for, for this week um, to show for November. But if some of those cracks widen out, again, it's just really tough for companies to automatically reverse and the Fed automatically to reverse that momentum. Um, you know, there, there's only really one successful soft landing in you know recent history that you can point to in the mid 90s. But we were in a totally different environment back then. Um, the unemployment rate actually moved down in that tightening cycle by the Fed and we had a less tight labor market. So, you know, there are just important differences to underscore. And I think very much in keeping with what uh, the, either it's whether it's Powell or other members have said from the Fed, this is just a unique environment, and to some extent, we're all flying flying blind here. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, it'd be great to see inflation come down, but you know we've also never been in this sort of environment where they're fighting inflation in the rearview mirror to this extent. Um, so, you know, I don't know how much we can rely on history for, for, you know, an era like this. Yeah, good reminder. Well said. Uh, how do earnings fit into this, Kevin, as we wrap up? Uh, some of these cloud companies are getting a little bit of a relief trade. Some of them are getting blasted. Uh, a really important group uh, that really embodies the growth theme that got crushed over the past year. And it's the last kind of uh, cherry on top for this quarter. Uh, what's the role earnings are playing here? Are they a side story to, to Jay Powell or are they going to catch up eventually? I think they'll catch, maybe catch down to where expectations yeah. uh, should be, or maybe the other way, expectations should catch down to the trajectory that, that at least we're expecting. Um, you know, we don't expect some epic implosion in earnings, but the, the disconnect between um, what should be priced in versus what has been expected by analysts is still pretty wide. So we still think that the path of least resistance, at least for the first half of the year, not specifically dated January to June, um, but in that time frame, is still down for earnings because you haven't seen a 
you know, material pickup and revisions, you still haven't seen um, enough pressure come down from valuation. So I think that there probably needs to be more readjusted to the downside there. Um, and you know, it's one of the areas that hasn't really been hit by this rolling recession nature we've been pointing out. So as, you know, as soon as that happens, then you could probably get more of an all clear signal. Um, but we also have to keep in mind that in, as inflation comes down, any of the companies and sectors of the economy and the market that benefited from that hotter inflation are probably going to weaken as a result of inflation coming down. So that's great for stock pickers and those that are more active because you can look for companies that have been doing well right now, even amidst earnings pressure and margin pressure. And as inflation continues to recede, any of those that can sort of pick up the slack and increase their margins, you know, they're probably going to be winners when we head into the next bull market. Um, so it's an important distinction to make. But in the aggregate sense, um, you know, we probably still think there's more downside for earnings to go. Okay, great stuff. Kevin, thanks a lot. Uh, excellent uh, big thanks, picture Oliver. look. Appreciate it. Kevin Gordon, Senior Investment Research Manager at Charles Schwab.